Thank you for accessing this video presentation. You are to be commended for your interest in Bible study. And today our study is found in 1 Timothy chapter 5. I remind you, these video presentations are brought to you by the Laurel Heights Church of Christ in McAllen, Texas. I'm going to read the first eight verses in 1 Timothy chapter 5. We are studying what Paul wrote to Timothy, believing Paul was instructing Timothy in God's will for his life and his work, and that this is instruction we need today. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 1 through 8. Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father. Younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters in all purity. Honor widows who are truly widows. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some return to their parents, for this is pleasing in the sight of God. She who is truly a widow, left all alone, has set her hope on God and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. But she who is self-indulgent is dead while she lives. Command these things as well, so that they may be without reproach. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Timothy was instructed here about his demeanor in relationship with people. That's the main subject of this passage. Timothy, we have previously discovered in this epistle, had responsibilities to be sound in his teaching, to exhort, to warn sinners, to be an example to believers, all of that. And this would involve public speaking, and this would involve private meetings and conversations with people. In all such locations and situations, he was to use the Word of God. Now here, in this passage, Timothy has responsibilities in his relation with people, and he must attend to that with the greatest care. You can amass great knowledge and have great skill and discipline in teaching and preaching, but fail in your relationship with people. Just as Timothy has a responsibility to know the truth and preach the truth and be a good example, he has these responsibilities in his interaction to and his relationship with people. And five classes of people are named here. Older men, some translations, elders. Younger men, older women, young women, and widows. In most local churches, all of these will be present. Old men and old women, young men and young women, and widows. Now, let's look back into the text 
to see what Paul writes to Timothy about each relationship toward older men, encourage them as you would a father. Toward younger men, treat them as brothers. Toward older women, treat them as mothers. Toward younger women, treat them as sisters with all purity. I'd like for us to observe the family relationship is the model. Every imperative phrase in verses 1 and 2 calls upon Timothy to deal with Christians as family. With that kind of respect and patience and warmth, this is about Timothy's demeanor toward people, Christians he is working with. People are not anonymous, are ageless, are genderless. People are to be treated in keeping with their age and gender based on the family model. So if a preacher is treating older men unlike he would his father, or if he is treating older women unlike he would his mother, if he is treating younger men unlike he would his brother, or the young sisters unlike he would his own sister, his demeanor needs serious adjustment. It is extremely difficult to teach people and help them be Christians and connect with them well if your relationship with them is sterile, mechanical, or impersonal. So this is about Timothy's relationship with people. In regard to young women, for example, a preacher must be extremely cautious that his acquaintance with young women has purity at the center of it. Extremely cautious. I've known men who have not taken this seriously and have done great damage to the Lord's cause and themselves and the family of the young woman. The preacher's teaching and sermons must be sound in the faith, but so must he nurture good, pure, and cordial relationships with his brothers and sisters in Christ. Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father. Younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters in all purity. Here's another relationship. Honor widows who are truly widows. There were women then and today who have been married, but are now not married. But they are not really widows. And we don't call them widows. Death wasn't the cause of their unmarried state. It was likewise in the time of Paul and Timothy, and there is a exceedingly clear external evidence that in that society, sorting out widows and their status and their behavior was often difficult. And it was also true in the time of Paul and Timothy that generally widows were an oppressed class. There was no life insurance, social security, retirement pensions, or Medicare in the Roman Empire. 
Christians often took responsibility about those women who were truly widows, women who had lost their husbands to death, and who were striving to live right. Timothy needed to honor those who were truly widows. The form of that honor would be revealed in the verses that follow. Again, I want to say to us that a man may have a high level of knowledge, great speaking ability, and really be sharp in his academic skills, but just not get along with people, just not have the kind of demeanor Paul speaks of here. This is designed to remind Timothy of that dimension of his conduct, his demeanor toward people as specified in terms of age and gender and status. And then Paul adds clarity to this concerning widows, and he does this in verses 4 through 6. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their household and to make some return to their parents, for this is pleasing in the sight of God. She who is truly a widow, left all alone, has set her hope on God and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. But she who is self-indulgent is dead <clears throat> even while she lives. In the English Standard Version I'm reading from, uh, there is a three-word phrase in verse 5 that offers clarity about widows who are truly in that classification. <clears throat> and it says, the three-word phrase, look for it, left all alone. If they have family to provide the care they need, children or grandchildren, what ought to be is family cares for family. That's pleasing in the sight of God. But the woman who is left all alone and who is godly, not self-indulgent, is deserving of honor. And in the next several verses, the specific forms of that honor are revealed. Regarding the care of widows that is assumed by family, an important principle emerges in this text. And again, I'm using the English Standard Version, and I'm looking at that phrase, to make some return to their parents. This is pleasing in the sight of God. In the NIV, verse 4 says, repaying their parents and grandparents, for this is pleasing to God. When the Bible says something like this, with such clarity and directness, for this is pleasing to God, we must give good attention to it and examine ourselves by it. God expects children and grandchildren to respond to the needs of their aged parents and grandparents. It is certainly customary in our societies, and in some cases an economic necessity, but this is telling Timothy and telling us the obligation to care for your aged parents and grandparents is mandated on you by God. Therefore, 
when done to the best of our ability, this is pleasing to God. It will be good, young people, to plan for this. But even if you can't financially plan for it now, your heart must be set to do it when the time comes to the best of your ability. Don't rush out to ask others to do this or demand that the church do it when the Bible teaches the family has first responsibility. This is pleasing to God. And I'll tell you this from my experience. While it is challenging to take care of your aged parents, it is not in any way an imposition or a regretted burden. It is a delight to be able to provide a place for your parents and care for them and make them comfortable in their final days. It is a privilege. Paul doesn't want women to be supported and encouraged in sinful lifestyles. And thus this additional clarity, if she is self-indulgent or spiritually dead, that lifestyle cannot be supported. But Timothy is to command that this care of one generation for another <clears throat> is pleasing in the sight of God. Verse 8, that's where we are. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. If there was any doubt before, there is no doubt now that God expects family to take care of family. And if there is negligence in this, the negligent ones are worse than an unbeliever. It's very strong language. But this is connected to what we've been talking about, relationships, family relationships, family taking care of family, reminiscent of Exodus 20, 12, honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Regarding widows with legitimate needs, first responsibility held by the children, then the grandchildren, if the family turns away from this duty, worse than an infidel. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 1 through 8. Let's listen to it. 1 Timothy 5, 1 through 8. Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father. Younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters in all purity. Honor widows who are truly widows. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some return to their parents, for this is pleasing in the sight of God. She who is truly a widow, left all alone, has set her hope on God and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. But she who is self-indulgent is dead even while she lives. Command these things as well so that they may be without reproach. 
But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever, worse than an infidel, some translations say. Wrap-up time. If you are ever involved in searching for a preacher to do local work, take into account more than just his public preaching ability. Take into account more than just his public preaching ability. Generally and historically, a church will ask a man to visit. They will put him in the pulpit and see how they think he did and then make a decision. The man needs good public presentation abilities, good knowledge and all of that. But is he an example to the believers? And does he treat people as family? Like Paul says here, the work of an evangelist entails more than just one's knowledge and public speaking ability. How does he relate to people? Does he relate to people in a godly way? Burdens can be kept from the church when family members step up and take care of their widows. A man says, I can't take care of my mother. I've got a truck payment and a boat payment. Let the church do it. He's worse than an infidel. You don't need a boat. You may not need all that much truck. You need to do what is pleasing to God and take care of your mother. Burdens can be kept from the church when family members step up to their duty. Uh, let's go ahead and add down in verse 16, if any believing woman has relatives who are widows, let her take care for them. Let the church not be burdened so that it may care for those who are truly widows. Let the local church do its work. Let families do the work God has assigned to them. Self-indulgent lifestyles should never be supported by family or church. Even if a woman is a widow, if she is living a sinful, self-indulgent lifestyle, verse 6 says, dead even while she lives, we cannot finance that. The family, or in the absence of family, the church cannot support lifestyles that are completely contrary to what God has said a life ought to be for a Christian. And then it says, do not rebuke an older man. That does not mean you never approach a man who is wrong just because of his age. It means you guard your approach. You approach in a certain way with respect for the senior. Over in chapter 5, 19 and 20, do not admit a charge against an elder except on the evidence of two or three witnesses. As for those who persist in sin, rebuke them in the presence of all so that the rest may stand in fear. So care is to be exercised on this occasion. Next, read 1 Timothy 5, 9 through 25. And thank you for listening.